everybody. Wow. We're back. <laughs> Dynamic duo. 2024. 2024. <laughs> Could not go without that. Could not, just for old time's sake, guys. Um, and, you know, thousands of you have been wondering where has Eileen been on these last few episodes? The DMs are flooded. <laughs> the DMs are flooded. We didn't want to keep you guys wondering or waiting nervous wondering scared. yeah it would be like if it's just know, cruel it's just cruel cruel summer <laughs> cruel winter cruel winter it's gonna be never like, winter here yeah i was just gonna say it would be like if we didn't go a whole month without or we went a whole month without seeing like photos of taylor and travis mm. like what's going on yeah if we cared about that kind of stuff if if we did <laughs> <laughs> but anyways guys <laughs> back to what we really care about the true power yeah. i mean we love them and everyone in general but um is really <laughs> is really today's episode is talking about the changing of seasons and powerful stuff will continue it'll continue in its next iteration and um we'll talk with eileen a little bit more about that she'll be taking more of a step back um, as more of a, a beloved correspondent <laughs> when, when the time allows, when the stars align. Yeah. And we just wanted to tell you guys, fill you in, because we also thought it would be a great opportunity to kind of share the musings that you had mm -hmm. this December as you were going through your um, kind of re restructuring of this year. Yeah. Um, and a really beautiful moment of like with the changing of seasons, it's things aren't better or worse. They're just different. And what came before was a necessary catalyst for what is and what will become. Mm -hmm. And so we'll talk about that a little bit in terms of, you know, our, our own lived example. Exactly. <laughs> a testament to the pod of, of this conversation. Yeah. Our own lived example of powerful <laughs> stuff. And then also how it relates to, different friendships or mm -hmm. professions or, or things that, you know, were a certain way in your life and now are different and kind of how you can allow it, grieve it, and then allow space for it to become something brand new in your life. Yeah. Not get stuck on it. Yeah. And before we dive in, it reminds me of a quote, which I might've already quoted in powerful stuff before from John Mayer's song, Wheel, mm. which is my favorite uh, lyrical song from john oh i didn't know that yeah and it's not one of his like more well-known yeah. if you will um you should the lyrics are really I powerful yeah. but it says um if you wave goodbye you just might find if you give it time you will wave hello again mm, i love that <laughs> no i don't think you've said that before oh it's so good it's so sweet it's so sweet and that's uh it actually when i was 20 Two, and I had just broken up with my boyfriend. It inspired me to write this article for Thought Catalog. Oh, love it. Um, back in the day. I miss Thought Catalog. I know. It's still there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's not, not as prominent same. in the millennial zeitgeist. It's like 2011 are the, all the articles on like, I don't even know. It was like seven habits that like, I, I yeah. don't know, make your heart like grow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The listicles. If you look at my like authorship in a Ugh. thought catalog outside of this article that I'm about to say. It was like seven ways improv 
changed my life. Yeah. 25 things I learned from being in LA. Exactly. Six life lessons yoga taught me. But the cool thing about Thought Catalog is it was like a little emo and soft girl. It was very soft girl, actually, to, to use a modern term. Yeah, modern. Is that a Gen <laughs> Z term or just I think it general? is. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I've but. heard I've this week I've heard the soft girl term thrown yeah. out a lot. I don't know exactly how it's technically defined, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, I feel like that's right, though. We were the original soft girls. And you guys heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) And it is so funny because, yeah, I feel like with what we preach at Powerful Stuff, we don't preach to you guys, but we share. Yeah. And if it resonates, then great. Yeah. But uh, is the soft power. Yes. Like knowing yourself. Yes. Not having to prove anything to others. And so then you can actually relax and release control. That is so true. Golden words. And it's almost like it's our experiment in building our feminine side. Mm. You know, because for us, that's something that we're constantly cultivating. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a soft power and like my beloved acupuncturist said (laughs) when you really are in your heart and operating from there, it's actually a very calm place. It's a very kind of subdued energy. Mm. There's a lot of power in it, but it's not frantic and it's not, it's not showy or outward. It's like a deep knowing. Yeah. I love that. Um, Wow. Sorry, back to thought catalog. Oh, yeah, no, I was like, you guys heard it here first. This episode brought to you by Soft Girl. Honestly. (laughs) Soft Girl era. And actually, just one more thing to say on that, because we bonded over our thought catalog love, and I used to read this author, Brianna Weiss, as well, who's like, who I loved, and I remember just being obsessed with her articles, and now it's so crazy, like 13 years later, she has all these books published. Yeah, The Mountain Is You, mm-hmm. This Is How We Heal. Yeah. 101 Essays That Will Change Your yeah. Life. It's like yeah, it's so wild. She, It's so funny because she's definitely one of those authors where you're like, this is exactly what I was thinking. Yes, and I, yes. And I tell all of my clients, especially when we're going through week one and four of the upgrade and mm-hmm. we're looking at patterns and, and rewiring them and why it feels uncomfortable to like, go into the new I'm like just read this is how we heal yes you're not <laughs> alone I'm like everything will make sense and then our sessions will be even more productive oh, I love that yeah I cool. love that but yeah so TLDR with um with that thought catalog um piece that I wrote with John Mayer wow this was one of our better tangents it was it was really great <laughs> um I wrote this article that love can never be uh, created or destroyed. It's oh. only recycled. And it's kind of like that idea. I got it. The idea from John Mayer's song and like physics. this concept, you know, physics. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Like matter can never be created or destroyed. And when I broke up with that boyfriend, it's like, it's not like the love went some into a black mm. hole. It's like it reopened in, um, you know, my songwriting, it reopened in these new friendships. And so it was like, so often we look at the closed door that we don't see all the new ways that it's infiltrated. And especially with that particular example, it came in, I became best friends with his other ex-girlfriend who I then toured Europe with for music. And two of his friends that I met through him ended up joining my group coaching program. So it's like, again, like the allowance of the change ends up bringing different things and it's never like anything was for naught. Yeah, that's so real. And it made me think of relationships too in the sense, and I think we've talked about this before, but of not 
not just burning something to the ground. Sometimes you you can walk away a little bit early just to give things space. Mm. And then it leaves room for it to come back together potentially. Right. Exactly. Oh, that's so real. Because it's like if you hold on too long past your point of resentment or the other person feeling undervalued or disrespected, it really can feel like there's a lack of trust. But it's like if you communicate early on, which you totally did Mm -hmm. for powerful stuff and, and kind of like when things are shifting or how things are shifting, then it's like it leaves the door open for the future for whatever it might be. If it's like the same path or a slightly different one, but it just let's allows like you said that space for it to breathe and Mm -hmm. that that healing energy um to allow for like the possibility in the future exactly ultimately the goal is like to maintain relationships and and extend something for as long as possible because over time that's like where the value and beauty comes in Mm -hmm. and so yeah for romantic relationships too it's like you can think of those people where you you dated and you really just like went a hundred percent and then you can never kind of come back to it versus people who maybe you just danced around and then you can have this like long friendship and knowing of each other. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so true. I think back to like, yeah, the guys that I like dated to the ground, so yeah. to speak. And it's like, I never will talk to them never. again. Versus the ones where you were like, maybe it was annoying at the time because it didn't come to fruition but then you look I look back on like 15 year friendships you know that totally yeah never sustained some of my best guy friends like there were moments where like when we were early on in our friendship where we like looked at each other Mm -hmm. and we could have kissed and we just we didn't you know we had that like both of us had that knowing of like this might yeah or, or expedite a beautiful long friendship and then Many of them were at my wedding. I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, before we go too deep, let's just start with our three grounding breaths, shall we? Then we'll get into it. I mean, we already have, let's be honest, but just for safety and ritual, you know. Yeah. So closing your eyes, taking a deep breath in, breathing up to the crown of your head, whatever things are starting to shift in you, exhaling them out calling them forth to your mind's eye, bringing awareness to them. Second breath in, breathing in a sense of grace and possibility, a sense of knowingness that everything's unfolding perfectly and exhaling that out. And then third and deepest breath in, breathing in this newness, this sense that as you gracefully, slowly release your grip from the old, new, perfect next steps come in exhaling that out and when as we're getting into it it reminded me of this other quote and then I want to dive into to our December journey but that my yoga teacher said in my yoga teacher training where it's like live life's transitions gracefully so you're never knocked off your center point Ooh. We could do a whole thing on that. I know. Wow. Maybe that's your next correspondent episode. Yeah. Or maybe it, maybe it is this one, I or guess. Or maybe I it don't is. Know. I'm like, should we keep the public waiting? Yeah. <laughs> Just give it to them right now. But man, that is so good. That's definitely what I'm channeling in this phase of life. Yeah. So with that quote, like, <laughs> what does that bring up for you? And kind of maybe we can start with like the 
December unfoldings of the musings and kind yeah. of what you've started to unpack. Can you say the quote one more time for safety? Yeah, let's do it. Um, live life's transitions gracefully so you're never knocked off your center point. Wow. Yeah, so good. I mean, I think that's that's honestly what I was getting at this December, I guess, because I just had a moment where I was like, so much change had happened and I was very sleep deprived for these particular two weeks. And then it was like all of a sudden everything was just like stopped me in my tracks. And I think in the past, maybe I ignored a lot of those signs um, and suppressed my feelings so much that I just powered through those, those moments of life. Mm -hmm. And, and then I was totally knocked off my center ultimately and this time I sort of let it get a little far, but caught it in that in that period so that it didn't feel like this full destruction moment. Like it didn't necessarily have to be like everything is melting and crumbling because mm -hmm. that's sort of like an old pattern of this like Plutonian just like let's just again burn it to the ground <laughs> and start burn over. Burn it to the ground. Um because it's like there's this feeling of like nothing's working and I just need to like start over and you know reinvent reinvent and it's like all right let's be a little bit less dramatic <laughs> um so so that was that was sort of what was happening but ultimately I think what it was is um I had come back earlier this year and then for like seven eight months was just like immediately diving into this project new work things like changing my life 180. Oh yeah, to <clears throat> remind people, if you, I'm sure you've all listened to the episode where Eileen talks about going to India, but yeah. had the the India trip and came back and started a new job and yeah. we started powerful stuff. Yeah, and like really came back with the intention of like a whole new way of living and operating. And, you know, part of the safety net was like jumping into projects because that's that's just a great way to like channel your energy and your mind and do something that feels good and productive and and with each other like that's obviously so fun and wholesome and so that was sort of my mindset for the second half of the year is like just heads down let's just operate and I was very much in in that mode and then and traveling almost every week true traveling a lot yeah so weddings like weddings oh my god yeah you're right it was there yeah it was like barely just trying to keep up and just like survive everything <laughs> yeah. yeah not to be as dramatic but like yeah, yeah it was just trying to to get everything done and show up to everything I had to show up to and then finally when that all started kind of calming down and it was holiday season I was like oh my god what is going on like I have no time and I haven't had one second to reflect on what's actually going on and so yeah I just I needed to like pause a lot of things work still continued but um I think it was a culmination of this idea of recalibration mm -hmm. which I've been talking about um, which is happening sort of like emotionally, mentally, but because so many things in my life changed, my whole lens on relationships and myself has really evolved a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I feel like I just see things differently and that's happening so quickly. And so this is now a phase where I have to kind of be paying attention to that. I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes too, when we're running on adrenaline, like you said, and I don't know if this was the case for you, but then it's like when you finally do get a chance to breathe, it's like, like a come down the come down or the tiredness or everything yeah. hits you at once and it was like the same week you got sick and you yes. also got a cat yes and so, so it, much so it was just like yeah I've been sick for like a month yeah the holiday season and so yeah it was at that time that we also had our like variety show mm-hmm. for powerful stuff and more of that and I remember you coming in being like I haven't slept more than two hours in the last five days yeah and that was a crazy moment because I don't often get to that point where I can't pull it together and at least like put on kind of a show but I was just like I can't even pretend and that's part of what I'm working on too is like not masking my own feelings and just being more real like I can't do this and I am not I don't feel good right you know yeah, which I think is always like a, a brave step to take for everybody when we are like, oh, shoot, like I, d- yeah, was planning on doing this or what, have yeah. other, what do other people expect of me? And it's like, yeah, putting the oxygen mask on yourself first. And I think uh, doing the most that you can do, which is just being honest to people in the moment, which you were to me. You're like, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm here. Yeah. I showed up, <laughs> yeah. but I can't get on stage with you. Nothing and, is coming out of uh, me. And yeah. MC. And I was like, thank you for telling me. Yes. And like, <laughs> like, okay, re- pivoting. Cause it's like, even though in the moment it might be like, oh man, like I envision both of us doing it together. It's like, ultimately I want Eileen to you know, protect your energy and do what you need to do. And ultimately in the long run, I'll be like, there'll be zero resentment because it's like we were both upfront and honest about like our needs. Yeah. And want, and still like trying to support our own needs through the lens of the other person. Like I want, I didn't want you to feel too distracted or like, like, you know, we had to figure something out. Like if you can just run, run with it, then that's for the best. Right. And that's what like Brene Brown always says is like clear is kind. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's like, even when we don't have a solution as like things are starting to shift in us, it's like communicating that to other people. So then they're not wondering what you totally did, um, for December delights and just being like, I personally need to pause powerful stuff for the next two weeks because I can't do it. And so that was a great moment of, yeah, the Brene Brown clear is kind, like you showing up for your needs. And then I got to make an empowered choice of like, I did say I wanted to do this every week for the whole year. So I am going to bring my microphone to Houston Yeah, because I think I would have like, I'm like, I can't imagine a world where we're feeling (laughs) some resentment for each other. But but I think it also comes from all of the good work we've done as roommates in the past and all of our clear communication. And this is just for you guys to imagine in your own scenarios. It's Mm -hmm. like we avoided resentment because Eileen told me she couldn't do powerful stuff the rest of the year for the weekly things. Yep. And then I um, decided to keep it going. And I think I would have in another world potentially felt more resentment if um, like if I, I decided to to not do it either thinking we would fully restart. Right. Like we had to be tied this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I would have felt like, Oh no, momentum is fully lost. And I, and I would have felt resentment because I didn't do what I needed to do, which was to continue to do those episodes. Exactly. And I think that's such a step of maturity is also like just being responsible for yourself 
you know, and like being like, I committed to this and so I'm going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not attaching myself to what someone else is going through or doing. Right. Which goes totally to the, um, four agreements of Mm -mm. nothing is personal. Yeah. And it's like internally to, um, I knew or and because you and I just like catch up on everything. I'm like, you're probably like under an immense amount of stress. You're sick. You just got a cat. Like, yeah, nothing. I got my boss fired from work. Yeah. And it was like, this isn't like and, and I'm sure that if there was something to do with like me and us, like we, yeah. would, we would have a conversation around it. But I'm like, this isn't. Anything, yeah, anything. it's so not to do, but it's nothing between us. Yeah, and so it's like, there's nothing to be taken personally here. Yeah. So how can I take radical ownership over my commitment to powerful stuff so I'm yes. not fostering resentment in the new year, which wouldn't have been toward you. It would have been toward me for not just doing what was best for me. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <sighs> so <sighs> then can you talk about kind of, or, well, actually also, I, or this was, it reminded me or the December delights and when you were just going through that too because sometimes as we like know like the body keeps score Mm -hmm. and I want you to speak to this if it is or isn't true for you yeah but um like and then when you said you wanted to pause I also kind of internally prepared myself for like she might need to take a step back she might just not have the the bandwidth for this so like I'm going to be unattached either way Mm -hmm. and that way I can also prioritize our friendship love that um And it reminded me of my first co-founder for my beverage company when we were doing it. And she was also very, very creative like me. And I kind of like was driving the force on like, let's do this. And then finally we were at a uh, tech office in San Francisco uh, meeting with a friend for lunch about maybe getting our beverage in there. And she um, had a coughing fit. Wow. Like an hour long coughing fit in the bathroom and I'd excuse myself. Oh my God. From from lunch with my friend and um and, and on the surface in that day it was a coughing fit and yeah. like she couldn't stop and her face was turning red. Oh and then God. and then I just had this feeling and a few weeks later she's like, This is not in alignment yeah. for me. I need to go back to my creative pursuits. Yeah. And I love her. She's amazing. She also has a, a podcast on meditation and just opened a yoga studio in oh London. God. Wow. So proud of her. Um, and it was just such a um, moment of like, yeah, her body like telling her no. Yeah. Um, and so it is, I just had this like thought or I don't know. Yeah. In December when you're like, I haven't slept. And I'm sure yes. like it could not be that, but it could also like, No, it's totally that. I think it's a hundred. I think that's so what it is. And that's where I've learned to like listen to those signals and not just work past them. Because I know that when stuff is happening in your body, it's always related to emotions. Like, and this goes a little further woo woo, but like, I don't really believe in like sickness. Mm. Like sickness is internal. It's not external. Mm. And obviously there's, you know, because there's bacteria and viruses around us all the time. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but like, but it's our body that's reacting to those pathogens and external forces. And you might be around it constantly and and never get sick because internally you have kind of, things are flowing and moving and, and aligned, but it's always something I notice. And, um, and it's definitely something I'm noticing at work, you know, I'm getting sick a lot. Everyone's getting sick a lot. And, and that that's not a mystery, you know? So right. I, I totally feel that. I think that's, 
it's a hundred percent part of it. Like your body will tell you when things aren't working. And I'm not, that's not to say like this, this was the cause of it at all. It's just, there are, it was a moment of pause of like total reassessment of what was going on. Yeah. And just realizing that as much as I would love to continue this and I wish I had like double the time to devote to it, my life is just not structured in that way right now. So it was more of a moment of like, I just have to actually face reality a little bit and I have to navigate some other things that are maybe contributing to this feeling more. Right. Figure out how to extricate myself from them. And then they're more sticky and tangled where this it's like, okay, I can just tell Meredith I can't do it. But these other things are like, yeah, are like my life depends on them. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. 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 Which I really admire. And I love what you said about, yeah, I think sometimes it's easy to numb our body signals, whether it's with alcohol or you know, sometimes painkillers are necessary for certain injuries and stuff, but you know, and it's like, it's like, it is telling us something and yeah. Um, yeah, it, to bring it back to another beverage anecdote. So after my first co-founder got out, it wasn't in alignment (laughs) for her. It it took me two years of suppressing my own knowing. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, well, I guess it's not in alignment for her, but I think deep down, I kind (laughs) of knew for myself as well. And the week that I, that, or the straw that broke the camel's back Mm -hmm. or I I hope the camel's still okay. But, um, for me, yeah, it was like, I I talked about this on a previous podcast was when I was in Colorado and I was Mm -hmm. meeting with the manufacturers and it was kind of like, it's now or never. I need to like commit to this and make this the next five years to really like make it work or pull out. And I got the worst sore throat I've ever gotten in my life. And I went, I I couldn't even speak. I remember you lost your voice. Entirely. That was it. I lost it. It's all energetic. Yeah. And that was like, whoa. And I think that time I was like, this is too obvious a sign. Yeah. (laughs) It was like so clear. So clear (laughs) that it's like, you you were fine otherwise. Like it, it's so local. It was so localized you know and so yeah totally and to like really harp on that which we we just talked about what you just said too it's like I think for all of our listeners it's like a good moment to like check in with your own like physical symptoms and uh, and your own energy levels and like are you feeling like super fatigued are you feeling run down all the time and it's like starting to look at the things in your life if you're really honest with yourself that aren't in alignment because chances are those are like helping kind of wear you down or add to your stress, which on a, you know, outside of our spiritual perspective on it, on a like truly like biological level, yeah. like when you're stressed, your immune system yeah. is lowered True. or you have a right. weakened immune system. True. It's not even woo woo at all. It's literally like so clear the, ca- the cause and effect. And it does go back to the quote you were saying from your yoga teacher and the only reason I knew that signal is because I experienced it in 2017 and I just was in like a hor- some horrible situations and I didn't listen to those signals. And then it took a year to recover the- from the physical symptoms. Wow. So like that's what can happen if it goes too, too far. And that's why this time I was like, I've learned from, I've learned this lesson already. I'm not going to drag it out further. Yeah. I I love that. And that's true wisdom. And can you like share kind of, I know you only had a few like limited true days to yourself Mm. over the holidays, but like what that process was going from that awareness to kind of like the execution of what, what needs to shift. Totally. Um, 
yeah, there were like, there were a couple days in there where we got to do some, some reflecting and visioning. And I think the message that just kept coming through for me was to go a little bit slower and it's sort of like slowing down to speed up that idea. Um, because one thing I've noticed in myself and the past environments I've been in is, is surrounding myself with an energy of like frantic needing to just like prove and work and prove and work and and it's like an anxiety almost Mm -hmm. and I had this in the previous business I was in and I'm seeing it a little bit now and um and that's just an energy I want to move away from like it's it's a very traumatized energy of this not enoughness of feeling like if you don't keep up you're going to fall behind of feeling like if you don't prove yourself in this way you don't have value like it's it's all related and those are just themes that I'm feeling more and I I understand that to change those elements of my environment I have to change that within myself and remove that energy from me wow (laughs) yes retweet so that's what I'm working on and it's like following following the things I want to do and the ideas I have but at the same time not putting on this I think we've all experienced it, but this feeling of like, it's, it's that voice of your parent when you're a little kid, Mm -hmm. that's like, you need to work harder and you need to do more and you like, you need to just like rally, you know? And it's like, yes, it's important to rally at certain moments, but your whole life can't be a rally. (laughs) Right. Or you'll be exhausted. And that's why it's like, the recovery is just as important as the race. Mm-hmm. And that's why, or made me think of like, I read David Goggins first book where it's like ultra marathoner, like former Navy SEAL, like pedal to the metal. Yeah. And then it's like his second book is like, <laughs> actually it's like really great to recover and like <laughs> do it for the sake of doing it. Thank God he like, wrote that second book. <laughs> prove anything. Anyway, yeah. so it's like, we love it. Um, but, right. And it's like, every, you have to go through that, I guess, not saying to not do it, but there comes a point when you have to recover after. Right. And it is like, yeah, this rite of passage and it's not to beat ourselves up for those times that we were going through it because yeah, it taught us valuable lessons. And now we have the discernment, the knowledge, the the protections in place to not let ourselves get to those points anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so then so then when we had our little walk last week, yeah. much needed catch up. And um, yeah, you said that you would be taking more of a step back from powerful stuff. I really um, like we we had this beautiful moment of of kind of celebrating what what it was for both of us. Yeah. Or I guess I'm bringing it back to kind of like the, 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 the original, the changing of the seasons and, and how you can do this gr- like gracefully mm-hmm. and, um, and, and kind of like allowing whatever sadness of like, Oh, like I loved our Sunday catch ups and chemistry. And, um, but then also after you kind of allowed yourself to feel the sadness. And when I say you, I mean myself. Oh, I <laughs> think okay. yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not a bad thing. It's like a beautiful kind of like nostalgic, but then it's like, we had this beautiful moment of like acknowledgement of like, it did come at a critical time in both of our lives this year. Yes. Where it gave us both like necessary weekly check-ins and catch-ups yes. on either side of the podcast. Um, we both like learned new skills about audio setup. <laughs> yeah. And and it really did set the tone for 
for powerful stuff. And I'm so grateful to you because for a while I had been sitting on doing like my own like less interview format based podcast, which I love those kind of Mm -hmm. podcasts. And I have one with my co-founder, Eric, for more of that. Uh, But just like more of a conversational one where we talk about topics like this and go deep in the rabbit holes and hadn't quite nailed that or the tone. And I feel like us starting the podcast together really like helped crystallize that, which I'm so grateful for because I feel like it's really given like brought the essence of powerful stuff to life. Totally. And yes, to, to everything you said, that was, that was like such the main takeaway. It was like, there was no feeling of having wasted any amount of time. Like all of this was so valuable and it was all these, we had kind of different aims for what we wanted to get out of it. But I loved that we could, it was like a vehicle of our friendship Yes. <laughs> um, but but then also it was so cool to have something that we were so consistently de- dedicated to and like really felt 100% in on and had this kind of beautiful pace too of like every week just chipping away at little aspects of it and we did learn kind of everything it takes and so yeah the whole thing has been so cool and fun. Such a great process and that's why it's like yeah, it's it was like really special last week to like reflect on it and that we both said we were going to do something and we did it. Yeah. And, and like you said, we brought it to life. We showed up consistently. Yeah. And going back to the changing of seasons thing, it's like like it's the allowance of everything being all good as long as like everyone's communicated to and not kept in the dark because then it's like, yeah, like we were saying with the December stuff, then it allowed both of us to make an empowered choice and I think so often, which we didn't do, but which has happened to me in the past with other people and certainly can happen is people make assumptions yeah. or take things personally. And then there's so much of a fear around a conversation that doesn't have to be so scary. Yeah. And I think for anyone listening to like the experience can be a little scary individually because you go from this process of like, I have so much energy around something. Like I feel it a hundred percent in my gut. Like I, I see the vision, like I'm in it. And then it can be a little scary to be like, where did that energy go? You know, if I if I am shifting in the season or entering a new phase. Um, and so I think that's that sometimes causes then the tension between two people, because if you're scared, you're like bringing that fear into the relationship and then no one knows what's going on. And if you are the person shifting or pulling away, like that's why it is so important to communicate because and to know yourself, because another person is is using you as a reference point to react of like, are we okay? You know, is this okay? Right, totally. And I think a very pronounced example of this is in dating. Mm-hmm. Um, when Talk <laughs> about energy in and out. I know. Yes. <laughs> okay. Perfect example. Um, yeah, where someone isn't sure how they feel or maybe they get in their own head. Um, and instead of kind of, telling the other person hey like I'm feeling this way they just kind of ghost yeah and (laughs) oh my god it's exactly the same yeah and it's and I think it's um when I've heard like people do this to like my friends or when it's happened to me in the past it's almost like on the receiving end you feel like disrespected because it's like that person didn't respect me enough Mm -hmm. whether they meant to or not to know that I can handle their truth Yes. Like I can handle your truth. That's more respectful than you running away. 
and yes. just ghosting or dropping off or getting in your own head. And you also might find that if you have the conversation with me, it empowers me to then make a, a choice. Like for example, if someone's like, well, I don't know if I want anything serious, but they probably want something serious. So I'm just going to ghost. But maybe they're like, uh, if they were to have a conversation and be like, I don't know if I want something serious, then the other person could decide like, do I want to stay in this knowing they don't mm-hmm. want anything serious or do I want to take a step back? But then they feel like the ball is equally in their court. Yeah. And I think actually what I've come to realize though, is the reason they don't come and communicate is because they don't know what's going on and they haven't taken the time to examine their change in feeling like they've just shifted energy but they don't know why. And so they don't have the words to even explain it. Yeah. And I think that's what I've come to realize is those people are not in touch. With, they're, with yeah. They're themselves. like doing the numbing or not, yeah, not listening to the signs. Yeah. And then just following the energetic shift, but not actually communicating it out to anyone or explaining why. Right. And it's, and again, going back to Brene Brown's quote, part of her quote was like, you don't have to know why when you communicate. Right. She, she said... You can come with a, an un, unfinished story. Right. You can... Literally, she said, clear as kind can also mean mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm noticing myself wanting to pull away. Yep. I'm not really sure where that's coming from, but I just kind of wanted to let you know that I like need some space to figure this out. And you don't have to give them a, an explanation or an answer like... You yeah. don't owe that part to them. Right. But you can... You should feel comfortable just exposing. You, you can be in integrity just exposing what you do know now. Mm-hmm. Trusting that like more clarity will unfold. And that's such a good point and something we talked about a little. Obviously, we talked about everything last weekend, but part of the thing that I'm always working on is coming to people earlier, not feeling like I have to have it all figured out or like I have to have analyzed it 100%. Yep. Exactly. And it is, like you said, it it can be like scary because yeah, it's the unknown, Yeah, but it's just trusting in what I love to do before these kind of conversations. Um, and I, I talked about it on my episode with Spencer last week of, uh, when you are about to have a conversation with someone and you're not sure how they're going to react or what it's going to go. I envision us having the conversation first time around Mm -hmm. And them telling me like the worst news mm-hmm. or like the worst case outcome yeah. from their end and me just taking it in and like allowing myself to feel it, uh, but not getting reactive. Yeah. But just allowing myself to feel it and, yeah. and feel it fully. And then once I've allowed myself to feel it fully, then I imagine it like being the best case scenario regardless of what they say, like how, how does Meredith, and then I really focus the second time around on how am I showing up either way in my highest self, even if the worst case comes, even if the best case news comes. And then when the actual conversation comes, I've kind of explored it from the feeling sense right. and from the best and worst case scenario sense. So it's not like I'm surprised. You're prepared for anything. I'm prepared. I feel, and as such, my subconscious or my little Meredith feels more mm, relaxed. Yeah, I love that. Because I'm not like, what's going to happen if they say this? I don't right. know how I'm going to react. Right. You haven't tried to just ignore that and, and um, you've, you've 
dove in to all the possibilities. Yeah. So if you're a fuck boy out there listening to this podcast, <laughs> this one's for you. If you need help, you can book a discovery call with me on my Instagram bio. No, I'm yeah, I'll give you a little astrology reading. We'll yeah. get it all figured we'll out. We'll get it. Eileen will look and see what's in your chart, <laughs> why this is happening. Yeah, we can fix this. We'll give you next steps. Um, <laughs> That's really our goal. I know. That would be our dream. Saving the world. Our dream. Saving our dream. Saving the world one little. And that that reminds me too. And then we'll circle back to like the overarching um, thing. And, and you guys might be wondering what's what's next on the horizon. <laughs> but, um, but one thing I will say, it's like similarly like with closure. It's like sometimes mm. I th- we just talked about a best case scenario and what, how we showed up for ourselves. Sometimes you don't get closure from the other person yeah. and you have to give it to yourself. Yeah. And you have to grieve them not writing back or giving you an explanation and I yeah the kind of formula is like grieving it first acknowledging what was and then uh and then the third step is just like what is a new possibility now what is the new space that's created and one guy ghosted me um tbt uh when I was living in England we drove to Cornwall together I wrote my song cruise control about it and um he just fell off the face of the earth mm. You know? Yeah. And I had to give myself that closure at first. I was like hurt and disappointed. And um and then I was just like, you know what? At least I have this song. Mm-hmm. And the song cruise control, I even have a line in it that it's like, um, like and if I never see you again, because all good things must come to an end. Well, at least I can say that I finally saw Cornwall. Aww. But it was like my way of, and at least if I, though we fell from Eden, um, at least I can say I gave it my all. Mm. And so it's like this idea that I was trying to create of like, what is the closure that I can give myself yeah. and what is the positivity I can give myself? Fully gave myself that closure. Yeah. And then I was in Tulum five years later, uh, about to perform that song on an open mic with my now husband, Spencer. I was visiting him in Tulum and this guy emails me. Oh my God. Yeah. And he was in a 12 step program and he, um, was like, Hey, I know that I didn't treat you well back then. I'm not actually quite sure like how or why, like I actually would love to have a phone call with you if you're open to it and just like hear how I could do better next time. Yeah. And it was such a cool thing because I had already given myself that closure and the timing was just crazy. Yeah. Like I was literally about to play that song in Mexico. So wild. With my new partner. And um, yeah. And it, it's just this thing of like first and foremost, give that closure to yourself. And then um, and then sometimes things come back around in the most funny of ways. It's true. And I think the lesson is like, you actually are the only one who can give yourself that closure. There's nothing that that other person could or could have said that would have made it better for you. And that's like the whole point. I say that as someone who has abandoned some relationships (laughs) in the past, um, regretfully, but, but if you're listening, Eileen is giving <laughs> you permission sorry. to get closer now. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. And those are, I have to say, like, as the, the abandoner, I think, I think those things actually stick with you longer than the person who was abandoned. Like it can be more painful at first, but it's really the person who left, I think, who sometimes is grappling with a lot more Yeah, and, and, and has like those moments of awakening of like, I can't believe I did that. Um, but 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 in those moments, as we've kind of said, like 
it wasn't, there was no logic. There's no understanding. It's not done with any purpose. And that's the whole point. Yeah. It's done with a really lack of understanding and a lack of knowing what's going on within oneself. That's so true. And again, comes back to like why nothing is personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too, to kind of like bring it, bring it fully home is yeah. It, returning to that quote that, you know, um, now I'm blanked on it. <laughs> <laughs> like say it again, say it again. <laughs> live, live life's transitions gracefully. So you're never knocked off your center point. Yeah. So it's just continuing to check in with yourself of like, what is feeling good? What isn't feeling good? And similarly, the allowance, like um, this wasn't a huge topic of today or like subtopic, but like of changing friendships, which we Mm -hmm. have talked about. And like sometimes, um, you know, people or friend groups were perfect catalyst for like community at one point in time. And maybe you've gone your separate way or they've gone their separate way. And I think we create pain for ourselves. And this is just you know, as one example, when we try to hold on to what was yeah, instead of just allowing like, okay, it did feel fun and I'm so grateful for it, but I can release it. And usually like even more aligned things come in when we're honest with ourselves. but it's that fear of the letting go that kind of blocks the blessings, quote unquote. Yes. Perhaps. I think, yeah, you go. Aaron. No, I was just going to say grace really is like to find us honesty, you know, because a whole, holding things and being dishonest like it the truth always has to come out yeah whether it's a situation or your personal truth and so and that's very ungraceful to have lingering you know things and so it's like grace is being able to just release things and then move on totally so I feel like if you guys are fighting yourself like a yeah with like those physical symptoms we talked about or b with a sense of resentment which Mm. usually means there's an unvocalized boundary Um, or, or something like anger, which is like just being a little bit sad about a situation. Yeah. It means that you're not communicating something yep. and it's like first step is like, what are you not communicating to yourself about like, you know, that friendship or that job or mm-hmm. whatever. And then the second step is like, how can you communicate to them from a loving place? Of like, this is my experience mm-hmm. and then leaving it open. Like, what is your experience? What's yeah. going on for you? And not fearing the worst or making a judgment about them, but just allowing them the space to, to vocalize like something they might also find confusing or shifting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So powerful. So before we go into our Medi, we'll just kind of tell you guys like, this was really great. This chapter of powerful stuff. Truly. Truly. It's been so fun. It's been so fun. And the only thing that will really shift and continue to spiral upward is Eileen will just join us when it's feeling super aligned and (laughs) and we'll sit down we'll press record and we'll bring you guys some magic and it'll almost be like a little treat if you will (laughs) to look forward to yeah and that was one thing that I was so excited about like that was one thing that helped me I think communicate better was also stepping outside of myself a little bit and outside of my own experience and needs and realizing like actually this is so aligned for Meredith and everything you're already doing, everything you want to do. And so actually like, you know, I get step again, like, yeah, stepping outside of myself, I was like, this is actually serving your highest need too. And so I don't have to feel so like 
selfishly sad about it. Yeah, like I'm, yeah, like it's being shut down or whatever. Right. And if it was, then it's like, A, I don't have like the ownership or uh, drive to keep it going myself, which would be something for me to look at. Exactly. But it's like, it is so perfect. And so, yeah. So it just continues. It just continues. So we'll still do like different topics, different different conversations, different musings, always a meditation, kind of like your late night, early morning variety show. Mm. And if there is a specific topic you want Eileen and I to cover when she next comes on, let us know because then she can marinate on it. We can jam on it and it's going to be that much more powerful for you guys when when she does come on. That would be so fun. Questions. Yeah. Questions from the audience. (laughs) Yes. We can't wait. (laughs) Yes. You know, (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, it's just an evolution and it's kind of like when a cast member leaves Saturday night live and you're like, Oh, Oh, I love that cast member, but they come back to host. The show still goes on. New cast members are introduced and then they come back to host and it's like, Oh wait. Yes. Kate McKinnon was on a few weeks ago and I was like, this is like the most soothing thing that could ever be presented to me right now. It's like a warm, nostalgic (laughs) hug. So I know you guys are already just like, oh, that future episode with Eileen, but be present with us in this one right here. We know you guys. You're thinking to those episodes. This one's still happening. I'm thinking to that episode. Can't wait already. Um, But that's the beauty of it. And so we'll do a quick little medi and with some journaling questions and Send you guys on your way. Um, okay. <laughs> on the way. You know that song? On the way. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. I can't That'd even... be a good outro. I know. <laughs> I know. Good outro for this one. Okay. Closing our eyes. Taking a deep breath in. And open mouth exhale. Another breath in. This time squeezing at the top. Taking another sip of air. And open mouth. Sigh it out. As you turn your gaze inward, kind of just starting to do a body scan on your toes, noticing how your feet, your legs feel, and then starting to check in with your different chakra points, your root. Are you feeling grounded? Are you feeling safe? How is that feeling? And if it's feeling really good, kind of calling forth to mind the thing in your life that is making you feel really grounded and safe. And if it's not, maybe calling forth the thing that's making it feel a little rocky or unstable. Moving up to the area between your hips, your Svadhisthana chakra, the seat of your creativity and sensuality, and just noticing if it feels like it's flowing full force, like this double helix up your spine. If it feels a little blocked. And if it's feeling blocked, noticing where you're not creatively expressing, where you're not really taking time to be with and in your body. And just noticing. And then bringing that awareness up to your navel center, your seat of yourself, your Manipura chakra. What makes you the most you? Holding of all your inner pearls and wisdom. 
Noticing if these pearls feel shiny and bright, like they're emanating from your navel, or noticing if they feel a little dull. Noticing what things are making them feel shiny and bright right now. Maybe just having an image flash before your eyes. And what are the things that maybe are dimming them or causing confusion or letting the shoulds the obligations creep in that are dimming your pearls. Just noticing as you bring awareness, moving up to your heart center, feeling your heart beat a few times in your chest, our heart center, our Anahata chakra, the sense of our connection to self and others. Just again, noticing where you're feeling really connected in your life. And who you're feeling really connected to. Bringing a smile to your lips as those things flash before your mind's eye. And then just noticing where you're feeling disconnected. Maybe it's disconnected from yourself in a certain way. Maybe it's disconnected from a certain friend or person at work or family member. And again, with no judgment, just noticing those feelings of disconnection. then moving your awareness up to your throat, feeling your throat rise and fall as you breathe and maybe swallow. Noticing if your throat feels open or constricted. This chakra governs our ability to speak and communicate our utmost truth. So using that aperture of how wide or constricted it is as a gauge of how much of your Full self are you expressing? Where could you be even more fully expressing yourself? What ways are you already doing that? And where are you not expressing your full self? Just why is that? Again, with no... No story, just awareness. Breathing that awareness up into the space between your third eye, or in the space between your eyebrows, which is your third eye, your seat of your intuition, your Ajna Chakra. Just noticing if it feels bright, like it's guiding you from the inside out with your internal wisdom. Indicating your ability to trust yourself. Or just noticing if it feels a little shaky, a little unsure. Maybe calling forth the areas that you do really trust yourself in, the things that you already know you feel really good about from the inside out. And calling forth those areas that you feel a little shaky around. And then finally, breathing up into your crown chakra your Sahaswara Chakra, connecting all of your energy points, you as an individual to the universal consciousness. Just notice if it feels flowing, if you feel connected to the world around you. In what ways do you feel connected to nature, the world around you, other people, living out your purpose, <coughs> contributing to the greater purpose? 
what ways do you feel disconnected or isolated and just notice it. And now that you have this full body awareness at your different energy points, calling forth maybe the one thing that feels like it's ready to shed. Maybe it came up or it came up in different ways around your different chakras. Just calling it forth. Maybe it's a relationship, it's a hobby, it's a habit. It's a time in your life, a season. Just looking at it in your mind's eye. Just allowing yourself for a few moments to grieve what was, to allow your inner little child to grieve what was, and just to let them be sad for a second that it's shifting. Holding your inner child as they grieve in their own unique way. as they get out their tears, feeling it morph into love, into a deep acknowledgement and appreciation for it, and starting to see in your mind's eye all the ways that this thing has lifted you up, has led to unexpected encounters, unexpected wisdoms, has brought you to here, just taking a few moments to acknowledge all the ways that it's expanded you. And then as you acknowledge it, seeing this thing in front of you morph into a total blank slate. And as it morphs into a total blank slate, letting all your chakras light up and guide you from a place of feeling how it is allowing space for newness in your life. And just for the next few moments, see this blank canvas be colored in with visions from what's to come when you allow it to morph into something brand new. Now, as you allow it to morph into something brand new, feeling your chakra points come even more into alignment, allowing you to sit up even taller, Feeling whatever grip or tension you've had in your hands, your jaw loosening as you completely surrender this old thing into the newness with total appreciation and inspiration and letting that feeling wash over you, coming, pouring down your crown chakra, touching your third eye, pouring down, opening your throat, touching your heart, expanding your heart, feeling the blood pump from there even more powerfully coming down through your navel center, shining your pearls down, swirling down your creative and sexual energy points, awakening the creative flow and down through your root, rooting you to the earth, allowing you to lift your spine, elevating your whole self even more with this deep knowing of allowance that you're exactly where you need to be in whatever is shifting, whether it's a friendship, a relationship of any sorts, a chapter that you can now gracefully allow it to morph into something brand new and that it's all happening for you. And with that deep knowing, taking a deep breath in and exhale, releasing it. And then another deep breath in and exhale to open your eyes and come back into your space, into this space.
What a journey. What a journey. I know. I was like, this is going to be a quick one. And I was initially just going to do the thing. But then I started talking about chakras. And I'm like, well, I guess we're doing all of the chakras (laughs) now. Yeah, that was perfect. (laughs) Yes. That was so cool. Um, I hope you all really followed each step of that. Because it opened into such a cool visual. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, the chakras are always just so fun. They're always there. They're always there. And they really are just a surefire way to get yourself into a new little zone. They are. And it's a fun thing to research, too, as we talked mm-hmm. about the physical symptoms of stuff. Yeah, It's like if your throat is sore, you're not speaking yes. your truth. Like, look at the things that can unblock your throat chakra. What good foods yes. are there for it? Or yes. teas or... And like for me, I had a healer tell me last year that my Manipura chakra is blocked. Like my sense of self of like owning all parts of Meredith. Yeah. Just like a funny full circle thing to this, I guess, because it's like now it'll be kind of like the Meredith variety show, meditations, music, comedy, (laughs) sometimes some music. Yeah. all very powerful mm-hmm. and it's so real yeah you can you can start to feel them when you get more in touch with it totally and then it's like if you're feeling ungrounded or unsafe like do things for your root chakra yep if yep. you want to wake up your creative chakra do a lot of twists mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yoga twists or other things that awaken that area mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's just a good reminder that they're they're all there for you and they can all be like um entry entry points into like what we can look at based on what our symptoms are yeah, and how we're feeling out of alignment. What were you going to say? Exactly. And whatever stuckness you feel usually goes back to one of those points. Yes. Like a lot of um, gastro and like stomach issues are a result of the heart, like kind of dumping its excesses into the stomach. Yes. And not, not being able to clear it or feel things. Wow. Yeah. So true. Wow, guys, we like really took it. Mm-hmm. So full circle today. We did. This was really powerful. It was. What a great powerful stuff episode to mark the beginning of a new of a new chapter. Yeah. As Semi Sonic would say, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Mm. Yeah, and that's the cycle. Just keep <laughs> <laughs> keep yourself in that pattern. But it's a good pattern. It's like some of the patterns. We're just repeating blindly, but ultimately life is a cycle and hopefully you can take a step back and see how those are just iterations on a larger theme instead of repetitions of the same bullshit. (laughs) Right. And it's like each time if you have more awareness, more compassion, yeah, then it's like it's all an upward spiral. It's like even if you get the same triggers or same lessons, like you now have a new vantage point. Exactly. Wow. This has been so powerful. So powerful. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my! I wasn't even sure of how this episode would unfold when we started. We were like, we yeah, no I don't idea. know. I guess just talk about December and then <laughs> boom, we hit you guys with the chakras. <laughs> we hit you guys with the seasons of life, of friendship, of relationships, of relationships, your physical health. body connection to your emotional self. We covered really all of our favorite topics. Are we amazing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. You guys are amazing, too. We're all amazing. (laughs) We're all amazing. Um, Okay. Well, this has been a really powerful episode, and um, you guys will just have to wait, see, manifest, Mm -hmm. write in for whenever our resident fairy correspondent, our talus field expert, Eileen... (laughs) Alice Field is a mossy field. <laughs> you were wondering. Uh, comes comes back into the powerful stuff um, episode, but she's always in our orbit. 
Yeah. She's always with us. We're all mm-hmm. the, r- the like ride our, together. Our guardian angel, our Kate McKenna. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, an honor. <laughs> okay, well, thank you guys. Our for real l- Kate McKinnon is here about to go do some stand-up. I know. Wow. UCB. UCB, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm about to go to my improv recital, which I'll let you guys Woo. know. Woo. Maybe next episode will be like my, my life lessons from improv. Yes. Yes. Invite my teacher on the pod. <laughs> The people need it. The people need it. Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you soon for more powerful stuff. Thank you for listening to the Powerful Stuff Podcast. We're your hosts, Meredith Baker. And Eileen Legiu. We hope that you learn some powerful stuff that you can take away and implement into your own life. And if you do, we would love it if you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Powerful Stuff. And if something deeply resonates with you and you share it on social media, tag us. We would love to hear from you. And we will also see you next week for some more powerful stuff. stuff.